Merlin. Hmm. What happened? Was what? I don't know. You're kind of. You're kind of. You are. Hmm. Just trying some different things. You did it first. I'm just trying to do some different things. With your mouth? Yeah. Or what? Uh. Ah. Uh, <laughs> never gets any easier, does it? No. What? The doing the show or waking up in the morning? I'm gesturing broadly, so you probably can't see that. No, no, you know, hey, no, how's it going, Dan? I couldn't see that as good. <laughs> Why? What's going oh, on? Oh, it's great. It's good. It's wonderful. Everything's super you. good. Oh, um, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get. Good morning. Oh, uh, Tuesday Optimist Day. Um, morning. I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way. There's got to be a P list terminal way that I can make my trackpad click so freaking hard. I want it like I know I can go in and say how much do I need to touch to make it click. I know I can turn the haptic on and off. What I want, what I want, what I want is a guarantee that when I click the trackpad, I get a honking. His mouth is wired shut for damn near two thirds of that movie. What happened to Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know no, you're you're not wrong. Well, no, are we popping a three six five? What is that? Yes, the three six fives are back. It's back, I'm baby. back again. I can live again. I can. Three, I can six, live five. The, you finally, the, you, you can finally feel the again. world of tomorrow right now. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Um, good for you. Is it a lime? Yeah, of course it's a lime. I felt extra thirsty this morning, so I uh, I'm, I'm now using my one liter. Uh, sci well, it's, I think it's scientific. It's, it's it's a good flask. I got a not a flask, not the kind your dad a takes good, to a good flask. Good flask, not the kind your dad uh, brings to school plays, but the um, a big you know uh, science flask. And it's not not a flask, a beaker. I apologize. Sorry, I'll roll that back. Okay. It's a beaker, you know, Doctor Bunsen honeydew, and uh, and uh, one liter. You know what I'm talking about, right? I can send you sure, a photo of course. if you want. Yeah, send me a photo. Uh, I, you know I'm better with beaker visuals. Beaker versus flask. X versus sever. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what X versus sever is, but the name is is very strange to me. Anyhow, and so what I can do then, you know, and you know, you know, Dan, if, if, we're, if we're about to do our, our six-month review on Christmas, I, I'm going to tell you today what I said on 25 December which is that the GE Profile ice maker that my, my family, if we're being honest, my wife, got me um, for Christmas is, hmm. Well, let me put it this way. Like, the opening it up value was up there with the Death Star Kenner uh, playset. In terms of long-time play. <laughs> kid. Yeah, okay, yeah. In terms yes. of long-time play value, though, like, okay, that was actually not a very good toy. It's not, I mean, nothing against my mom, Tell her I said hi. But like, you know, because that's what I wanted. I got that, 78, right? I got the Death Star with the um, the foam that were the, in the monster where you fall into the garbage. Are you doing, are you, are you uh, rocking a deuce? Back. What? Did you do two? Yes, continue. You're doing that thing where you want me to act like you sound the same, but you don't. You, you no. Move. So you're, this is okay. Just so, just so our audience is clear. Um, no, it, it just it no, no. Just I want to get a marker so I can put this out when you edit it out, make me sound crazy. Um, I'll leave it in for you. No, my my headphone. Uh -huh. did, my no, microphone you won't though. You won't though, Dan. See, that's part of the gaslighting. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I don't even have a way to turn the gaslight on. Huh. <laughs> around oh, around three minutes. Around I'm three, set up in a different. Okay, listen. I'm set up. I don't up care, in a Dan. I don't care, Dan. I care okay. about the gaslighting. I don't care where your ass is right now. Around three minutes and 40 seconds of our recording, 
Um, you know what? Fine, gaslight me. I don't care. Dan, I, I don't have any dignity anymore. But point <laughs> is that the GE Profile Ice Maker um, has a much more long-term play value. Now, if I look back in retrospect, and I have to admit this is slightly shaded by the years that have passed since these were toys that I desired, uh-huh. I, I feel like in retrospect of the Kenner toys of my era, I mean, everybody likes the four-inch figures, except the right. ladies. But the... Um, but. <laughs> Han Solo's blaster. Did you ever hold one of those in your hand? Were you, yeah, you're probably a little one. too young for best. that, right? No, no, I had that, and it was the I best, didn't. That, most I mean, amazing like, toy. In the world. And it wasn't because we couldn't have guns. My family was was gay bones for guns. Title, but the um, but but the oh. Han, Han, Han Solo. You're making this very difficult for me. If you gaslight me, I swear to Christ, I will put out this whole thing raw, and I'll do an MD5. You know, like that band from uh-huh. Detroit in the '60s. I'll put that yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and then people will be able to know that the gaslighting is in effect. We'll start the show in a second. My point is that in the era of the first Star Wars movie, which is called Star Wars, um, the Han Solo blaster. Do you remember that it had like? Am I remembering wrong, Dan? Does didn't have like kind of a like a weight and heft to it? it oh no, it definitely did. It, it was not. Yeah, it a wasn't cheap like there's a lot of cool toy guns. Oh, you know the one was popular at the time was a generic version of the what I'll call the gun from SWAT. Da 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 da. Probably an M1, like a fake M1. But, like, that was a very popular toy gun. But it went, cack, cack, cack. Now, Hansel's Blaster had heft to it. Um, th- that was a fantastic toy with a lot of long-term play value. The, um, I, I want to say, probably, I had an X-Wing fighter, and it was a little flimsy, but it was really cool because you press down on R2-D2, and that would make the wings pop out into the mm-hmm. uh, attack attack yeah i had that too i was always a little bit disappointed in the lack of detail on r2d2 you couldn't really identify the eye it was just sort of like really you know like a gentleman's see yeah the um but let's be honest the death star it had a lot of sizzle value like for tv commercials and i don't mean to sound cynical about marketing for movies but um it had it had pretty good play value but it wasn't that fun it wasn't like the Evil Knievel wind up, you know, uh, motorcycle or something. Oh, that thing was good. Or an SST or what have you. But right. anyhow, in terms of long-term play value, six months post-Christmas practically, uh, the GE Profile Ice Maker has got to be maybe the greatest Christmas gift. I mean, I don't know. Somebody might have given, gotten me surgery or something. I don't know. Something that was really, really big, you know, a nice hat. But, the, but Jesus H. Christ, Dan, this thing's amazing. It makes good ice. It makes it melt. The downside is if I were doing one of those crappy reviews, that's mostly a thin affiliate site. Looking at you, everybody. Um, the downside is, yeah, it melts faster and it's soft. But that's the point. It melts faster and it's soft because it's the kind of ice they give to a lady that's having a baby that you can chew on without cracking your damn teeth. I was told by a professional dentist in the 1990s that the and the person was because it was a man. Let's be honest. And and the dentist man, professional dentist man, says to me, he says, he says. Like like he's guessing my card. He says, uh, "Do you uh, chew on ice a lot?" And I said, "Maybe uh. depends." <laughs> and he says, "You chew on ice a lot, don't you?" I go, "Yeah, I chew on ice like a lot, a lot, because it's something my grandfather did, and I did it, like quitting smoking." Okay, and so, but then the thing is, you chew on the soft ice, and he knew that because I had hairline cracks in my back teeth, uh, right? Which I presume are still there, but owing to the fluoride, yes, fluoride. Of Cincinnati, Ohio, my teeth are impeccable. I don't have a single cavity. I'm 54. Um, and, and, you know, getting my three wisdom teeth removed, I'm not going to blame that on fluoride. I, I just want to know where that fourth tooth is, because if I find it, I'm going to be pretty freaked out. Did so, you ever get sealants uh, put on your teeth? Mm, Do you know what I'm talking about? Sealants? Is that like, 
where you've got some kind of a problem like a cavity and they kind of like spackle over it? Yeah, it's okay because I chewed the ice also. Really? And, Did you get cracks? Yes, and I had the cracks. And so what happened was I went into the dentist one time and same exact, same exact questions, same exact answers. It seems a little, little like, bit well, intrusive, Dan. When, when, uh, when well, a what they did is that. apparently this is some kind of like a coating that they would paint on your teeth that was supposed to fill in the little cracks and prevent cavities. I see. And oh, once because that gives that, an affordance. That gives a uh, you know rocky place where where the seed could find purchase. Could it could find get no into birth. the crack. That's right. Uh, but it was like okay, you know what shellac is, right? It's shellac. Mm -hmm. They just put yeah. paint Steve shellac Albini, on your... Steve Albini's better band. Yes, and so. I, they did this to me. And then the doc afterward is like, make sure you don't chew ice now, because okay. if you chew ice now, it'll just, the sealants will, you know, pr come off. It'll wear them off or they'll You're snake come off or whatever. They just put a bomb in your neck. Like, I think I went two days off. without chewing ice and that was it. And that was it. And that was it. it. And so really, you know, in terms of long-term play value, the GE profile ice maker, you know, which in a lot of ways is a garbage product, especially it's, you know, I have found smart functionality. You can find out if you have an ice machine. So but hold on, hold on. What you're yes, talking you about is the, the GE profile. Am I, am I correct in 2. looking 0, at 2. this? 2.0, not 1.0, 2.0. The GE profile Opal countertop nugget ice maker. It's okay. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, if you want to get, get the affiliate link, that's fine. It might be better to no, point to- I don't to, care about that. I want to look at it. I don't care about everything, anything, Dan. I'm dead inside. <laughs> what I'm trying to say you to you is- You recommend something to me and I think it's ridiculous. And then six months later, I have four of them. Yeah. So it's, it's I want to know it's because I might problems. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Because I will talk about this. I have almost nothing yeah, to talk, talk about, about the, today apart from calendars. Because and, while and I was looking else. at- at this on Amazon, I found the Tautronics Nugget Ice Maker for Countertop Sonic Ice Maker Machine makes 26-pound nugget ice per day crunchy pellet Tautronics. ice maker with 3.3-pound okay. ice bin and scoop for homes, office, self-cleaning. Oh, uh, you say Caltronics? Tautronics. Tautronics. Dow. Dow. Tautronics. Taiching. Tronics. Okay. Yeah, Dowtronics. Right. I got to get my other keyboard. This is too loud. Okay. Is that it? Is that what you have? No, no. I have the GE Profile 2.0 Ice Maker. Dan, Dan, do you do you capture all your manuals? Uh, no, probably not as much as I should. I'm gonna give you one to grow on, and you I know, know I sh I share this with my dear friend uh, Alexandra Cox, which is that um, I this started some years ago. And get me out of this rat hole by saying GE Profile 2.0. That's my safe word. Okay, GE Profile. Uh, I got it. I've got it written. Yeah, shaving a haircut, and so the uh, but up up uh, but up. Who's saying hi to me? Looks like there might. Oh, no way. Friend of the show, uh, uh, Ira Carey Blanco, is that his name? Ira, yeah. Is it Ira? Carey Ira. Ira Carey Blanco. He's just Blanco. Ira, Ira is what I call him. Ira. Yeah, he's a Samson guy. He's a, he's a Samson, which is not the people who... Yeah, he's, I, he, should, he should know that I'm talking through a Samson right now. No kidding. I got a Samson over on my Hall of Fame. He, um, I have my mics, you know, arranged in an array. And he's yeah. that I'm not using right now. Uh, and he's sending me a, a bass amp. Isn't that nice? Isn't he a nice oh, man? He's nice. He's a good guy. He's, he's sending a great me a bass guy. amp to use with my new bass. How low can you go? And so I'm going to pop up one level in the stack. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, the dance program, Back to Work. And uh, I started doing a thing because, you know, I, I kind of I want to look things up sometimes. Uh, this even precedes my smart home era. But there are just times, well, God, even especially back when you needed drivers for stuff. Long story short, I got in the habit of downloading manuals for stuff. And you can usually find the manual for stuff that you own. I'm talking about, you know, consumer goods. And, and you know, 
increasingly, of course, a lot of these manuals, like the manuals you get with my beloved Eve products are like hilarious. Because it's it's like they said, oh, I think Ikea drawings for how to assemble a hanger are too complicated. Like every Eve manual is like, take your device, get an app. Here's that in Spanish. And and like, but I like I like a hunky manual. I like a manual that really goes deep. You know what I'm saying? A really penetrative manual. And I got in the habit of occasionally downloading a manual. And then, you know what I did, Dan? This is a classic Merlin Man thing. I noticed a pattern here. Mm. And I said to myself, I said, huh, huh, why don't I hang on to all of these? Long story short, now it's, uh, it's June 15, 2021. And not only do I find, locate, name, and collect the manual for any item I own, I sometimes, after I've made a purchase on Amazon, I make a point of going and grabbing the manual before it even arrives. So I have a PDF of that manual named in a way that I know I'll search for it. See also last week's episode about put it where you want it, not where you think it should go. So in my iCloud folder, don't be creepy, I've got a slash manuals area with all of my manuals. Now, now let's, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit of human Lego here. Well, hang on, hang on a second. Yes, I want to understand there. the full process here. Sure, yes. please. Uh, so yes. when, you, when you, you, get, you get the new product. There's that point where you keep all the packaging for it. You won't throw it out. You mm, keep it because very, you're waiting to very, see if it's If it's fails. a new and untested item, especially if it's costly, and I think I might need to send it back, but I'm not right. really a sender back. Yeah, you're saying there's that period where everybody gets really into something until it's configured. Maybe you're John Syracuse and you save, save a box from 1985. But yeah. You, you, yeah, you keep the manuals. And if you need it, is, it, is that in the service of needing to send it back? Well, I, or have, needing to I have some rules about it? this that I could offer to, the, to you and the Number listeners. Number one. <laughs> uh, basically is Dan's this. manual any, commandments any well not the manuals <laughs> any any because I, I throw any molecular gastronomy out. what did you say no if you get some kind of a new device right yeah. you've got this new thing required if you if you if you're not just replacing something you're buying a replacement for the one that you used to have but it's new mandatory 14 day hold on all packaging mandatory oh, it's like a baker act or a 5150 I get it. Yes. Yes. So you have this. You can put it in the garage. Put it somewhere out of the way. You don't have to see it. But you hold it 14 days because that's how long the new thing should be. You should feel confident after. All right. Each day. Each day after the first, you're like twice as close to realizing it might work. And then there's like a diminishing return after a couple weeks of like, if this hasn't gone boobies up by now, I'm probably okay. You're probably okay. And at that point, you've maybe integrated it into your life. And it's it has a place in your home. You're like, yeah. Then you can mm-hmm. throw, and I throw the manual. I throw everything in and recycle. It's gone. I don't want to ever see that again, unless, unless. it's expensive and has resale value. In which case, oh, right. I will pull a Syracusa and I will save it. Because that kind of person's going to want all of the extraneous material. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I the examples it. of this are few and far between. It might be for a Nintendo Switch. It might be for an Apple product that I think I could sell later, like a computer. Mm-hmm. Then I'll save all the materials. I'll even save that little plastic sheet thing that's stuck to the screen when you get it. You are and I'll kidding put, me. That no, is I my least. That is my <laughs> second least favorite part of packaging. After like it. you save it. And what do you, do you put it on like an index card or, or a bespoke sheet holder? I will. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to get real fancy with it, you can. Or if you're really can't careful, not be fancy, Dan. It's how you I can roll. lay it. You can lay it in a certain way. But in. you definitely mm. want to save that flimsy, white, crappy, easily rippable sheet thing that goes over the computer. Because what you do is when you put. When oh, you, you mean sell, like they used to come they, on an eye? Well, no, we don't put it that way. The, the, like when you peel it off a screen, like that, that yeah. thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. That thing. And so you can, you can put all that stuff back together when you ship it to the next person, they're going to open it. It's going to feel like Christmas for them or in your case, Hanukkah, but they'll open Mm -hmm. it up and they'll have a whole, um, they'll have Mm. a whole new computer. It'll feel Mm. like a brand new Mm. experience for them. I think that's an interesting tell or signal. Boy, I, this stack and I don't care. I don't have anything else to talk about, Dan. We have, we have two sponsors and a lot of love. Calendars. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm. And um, I'll put it this way: I feel like there's tells to to use a term for my thing, gambling and poker. But like you know, if you go into a restaurant and it looks dirty, and it's you know, I'm not trying to sound weird, but like if you go into a place, <laughs> if you see if you see um, a pest, like say a mouse or oh, a I thought roach, you meant like a person you don't really like. Oh, I see. I got a lot of those. Am I right? Yeah. You go, huh? Because what do we say in Florida? If you see one roach, there's actually, you know, one to the power of N that you don't see. Ditto for mice. If you see one mouse, it's already too late. I don't know if that's true, but I think there are worse ways to go in life. Let's just put it this way. If I go to one of those, um, like, Gordon Ramsay-type restaurants, like the two twin brothers that had the Italian restaurant, you know? Or or you go to Amy's Bakery. Oh, the Prestige, yes. The Prestige. No, I think you're thinking of the the illusionist, the magic user. What's the one I my just wife... watched the Prestige again this morning. Yeah, three pots, three pots to every man. No, that's, that's not even a good. Wow, that's such an no. easy impersonation. You're supposed do, to blow do the you... bloody doors off. Yeah, she was. She was only. 15 that wasn't. Years. She was only. That wasn't good. It's not. You're better than that. Keep going. Do it, do it better. <laughs> Michael Kine. Mike. <laughs> At this point, there is no stack. Um, and so, but you know, that's a tell if you go in somewhere and they're not even trying to make it look like the place is well kept up. If it doesn't look like they care about the restaurant, that's probably a pretty good signal that the parts you don't or can't see are not going to be a lot more hygienic than the, than the place where the pest is. Right, right. Yeah. Because the kitchen as a fact, unless you're at one of those like, um, fancy high end places, the kitchen's Mm -hmm. usually... A reflection of of the outside. It, of, it can be really comical. I don't know if yeah. it's true anymore in the age of like reality TV, but some some of the. I mean, I've I've worked at, re- at pretty nice restaurants. I've you know, and it it is sometimes almost comical the way that the in a busy restaurant how the kitchen looks. My point being that even if you get something you know is quote unquote used or as you say pre owned, if it arrives with crap like the dumb sticker no sane person would ever keep if you open up your eve device eve and all Thanks. the manuals are in there perfectly aligned and look the way it looked i think you're much more likely you're not going to feel skeptical about the product or the person from whom you bought it if it feels like they took a lot of care right. you know what i mean i i yes. that, it matters that presentation it matters matter. put on a necktie you know matter. what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so um, I, I keep those manuals. If you, I can send you a couple screenshots. I'll, uh, I'll send you a photo. Uh, oh, I'll send you a good photo. I'll send you my, my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, my, um, my, I'll send you my beaker because you'll probably tell me about something you like in a minute. I'll send you a photo of my beaker next to my stream deck, which is pretty good. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. And I'll send you a screenshot of my manuals folder, but I know that sounds manic and, and Al, but Alex and I are both, both like when we talk about this, they're like, boy, once you start doing this, you can't imagine not doing this. And then, you know, in terms of the uh, the Lego component of this, everything fitting together, because that's all in a folder now, it's so easy for me to just tap on launch bar and get right into any manual I need. Are, are you people out there never needing to look at a manual? Because I cannot believe how often. One and done. 
Well, I guess so, but I'll give you an example is that, um, so I've had this for, in 10 days, obviously, well, in 11 days, it will be six months since I set up my ice maker. And of course I followed the, the directions. People, listen, listen, I love you. And I know you think you're smart, but like, you know, step number one, whether you're applying to work at Two Cats Comics or taking the uh, SAT, like always read the instructions because a good test taker will, in the way that Dan likes to gaslight me, They'll gaslight you. You've got to read. What is it? What is, what is this in service of? Read the instructions. And so I read the instructions. And you know what they say about reading the instructions all the way through before you assemble it? If that's a physical good, like an Ikea thing. Yeah. You know, actually, that might be an even better example. That's the classic of like, oh, I didn't realize that this has sides. In the sense yeah. that I thought this was like an Apple uh, remote. I thought this was symmetrical and nothing mattered. But it turns out <laughs> if, I, if I build this starting with what I assume is left and what I assume is right, and uh -huh. up and down, and I get that wrong, you don't want to find out eight steps later that you got that wrong, because now you're going to have to go back, and it's all cattywampus. Um, and so well, in some cases, I don't know about you, but whenever I build IKEA furniture, that's kind of a one-way journey. You know, the, the, <laughs> right. point, the point of no return is It's not like a burrow couch. Two. You're not going to grab a vice grips and take it to the new place. No. I mean, basically, you, you, you buy IKEA furniture. It's flat pack. Right. You've got one shot to assemble it right. That's it. Don't throw if you it mess away. up, you get a That's new right. one. And then once you got it, you know, then you use it and then you throw it out a window. <laughs> That's right. Because it costs, it costs you, the $7. Little lamp, the little lamp. Remember the commercial with the little lamp sitting outside Love in the, the rain? the lamp. That was a very good commercial. Um, and so when I set up my GE Opal 2.0's uh, Nugget Ice Maker XPIO 23SCSS, how do I know that? It's in the title of the manual. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. <laughs> so uh, the words were written for me. And so, um, but you won't have it in front of you on the day. You've seen that, right? Have you ever seen all the uh, celebrity cameos on extras? No. Write that down. What yeah. should, I, should I be watching? Will you capture this? that? Will you capture that for me, please? Um, what, do I, what do you want me to capture oh, exactly? Write down extras, celebrity cameos. Uh, especially. I only, still, I only watched the one with Patrick Stewart in it. It's the only good one. That is, I mean, arguably in terms of play, long-term play value, that <laughs> might be. Be the and I best. saw everything. But it's too late because I've already seen it. Saw everything. it all. <laughs> um, other ones that are great. Kate Winslet. Oh, my God. Um, I, I might want to sit here and watch the, the David Bowie one with you because it's okay. pretty special. And so I went through all the steps. I sanitized it. I did all the things. Dan, I opened the manual for my GE, the GE Opal 2.0 uh, Nugget Ice Maker XPIO23SCSS.pdf. I opened this as recently as, now I can use technology for this, date last opened. Well, it's going to say today now. That doesn't seem fair. Um, because uh, I, got a, I got a thing, I got a light that lit up that I'd never seen before, which is it said defrosting. And I says to myself, I says, huh, I wonder if I have any role in the defrosting pr uh, process. And I went and I looked it up. And there really was not all of that all that much that I needed to do about it. Oh my God, Dan, in this one, oh my God, Dan, I'm so goddamn weird. I even took the time <laughs> to open this. I'm looking at this now, the uh, ice maker manual. I'm even seeing yeah. it on the front page. You know, sometimes they leave a little slot if you're like incredibly weird and save manuals. But like, if you're already incredibly weird and save manuals, maybe the kind of person where they leave a space for you to fill in the model and the serial number. And you did it. I did it. I opened it. In you PDF did Pro. it. Apparently, so wait, you're saving. You're saving the original manuals, and you're no, downloading no, 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 digital... no, not physical manuals. I'm not a monster. I saved. Oh, so PDFs. you filled it in on the PD in the well, PDF. Well, that's not entirely fair because over here, Dan, that's not a Foley effect. 
plenty of photo of this too. This this is my you know those project folders I like. Have we talked about those? Yeah. Okay, the accordion project folders. I got one yeah. for stickers. I got one for manuals. I got I got them for lots of things. This is like, and why do I do that? I haven't fully, tr I haven't fully trans. Well, I haven't fully transitioned to my system of taking a photograph of every HomeKit code and labeling it. So when I get a new device, especially if if you're the kind of monster that doesn't put the HomeKit code on the actual piece of hardware, mm -hmm. I tend to save that manual. Because if you don't get that, like, have you ever tried to find a HomeKit code for something where you don't know the HomeKit code anymore? Every every morning, you're basically SOL, as we say in Florida. You know why? Because you've got to go shit get out of the, luck. The device somewhere, and you got to look at the bottom of it. Or are they not there? I, well, I mean, I guess part. Of, I guess in some sense, having it on there, I, I, depending on what you think a HomeKit code is for, I guess that's a little bit like taping your key to your door. What is a HomeKit code? Oh, Dan, you're adorable. What is that? I don't know what that Why is. Why are you doing this? Do you think do you think people can't tell when you're gaslighting me? Is, is it something you I don't have a home kid, Merlin. I don't have it. I have the good the Google Nest Hub in the kitchen, and then I that's it. Okay. Do you really want to know or are you just messing with yeah, me? Yeah, no, I don't you're talking about it like it matters, so I want to hear what it is at least. A home kid code. Are you always like this? Is there some number in the bottom of a light okay. switch or you probably have these on something um in your area. But so HomeKit, it's one of the HomeKit's not as bad as the word Siri, but it's, <laughs> or iCloud, right? Famously, like what do, you know, like Raymond Carver said, what we talk about when we talk about HomeKit, like what does HomeKit mean? What does Siri mean? What does iCloud mean? What does iCloud mean, Dan? What is iCloud? Is this iCloud? Is that iCloud? iCloud means so many things. Siri means so many things. HomeKit means a handful of things. So HomeKit is expressed in application form, expressed as an app called Home. That is an iOS app that you can, uh, you know, basically urinate onto a Mac as, as a Catalyst app. That's just, just the hottest garbage. But Home HomeKit is their protocol for securely identifying and adding devices to a HomeKit installation at your house. So HomeKit is what what Apple's thing for bringing all the stuff together. And not all things, especially in the early days, not all things are HomeKit compliant. It has to be like approved by Apple and secure, which now is very meaningful because as of, you know, 14 and 15, secure video is a thing. So now, so, okay, so I'm, I'm getting to the point, you hope. But like, for example, now there are things that are HomeKit only. So, you know, it's like the Donovan song about, you know, the mountain and no mountain. It used to be time was before HomeKit, you configure a thing and use it however, right? And then uh, 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 time has passed and you say, oh, now there's a HomeKit thing. So I, I can add this, think of this array. When you've gotten a new device and it says you got a section in the app, right? Um, let's say, like for example, iDevices. You buy an iDevices smart socket and it says, has some section in settings for something like Home Assistant or, or you know, Voice Assistant or similar. It says, do you want to add this to Google? Do you want to add this to the Amazon product? Do you want to add, the, et cetera, right? It's almost in some ways, it's like a few years ago with like, the, is, is this for Twitter? Is this for Facebook? Like, what button do you want? But now imagine there's one for HomeKit. So easy enough, you either add it straight to Alexa or you get a, oh, God damn it. Alexa, go home. Manga and others. And, um, and so, uh, or you get a skill for it, right? Now with HomeKit, it come, every HomeKit device has a code and the code can look like several different things. At the heart of it, it is a, I believe, eight digit code, but it also has a, why well, I say code, it has an eight digit number, <laughs> but it also has a code like a QR code. And if you point your Apple devices camera at it, 
as with the QR code, it recognizes what it is and says, hey, do you want to add this thing in HomeKit? And then it's really cool because you, I mean, most of the time it's cool. You're getting me? So like you get a new light bulb, you get an iDevices thing, you get an Eve, you get an Eve room or an Eve energy and you mm. shoot. And sometimes, sometimes that image is on the device. Increasingly it's on the device, but it's almost always somewhere in your documentation. Not in a consistent way. It goes, you see it in different places depending on where they put it. I want to say eight digits, but anyhow, but like, for example, with the Wemo products that I am very rapidly uh, retiring, because just, I don't know, Belkin's, I guess, doing other stuff. But like the Wemo device, think about this. The home kit code for the Wemo device, the device is the smart plugs. Guess where it is? It's located right next to the prongs where you plug it into the wall. So say you got an outlet. That doesn't seem good. Because it needs to be powered on. <laughs> And then you need to photograph it like while it's powered on. You feel me? Yeah. I think that would That's be That's difficult impossible. unless you've got a rat tail. And like you shouldn't need a rat tail to do that. <laughs> now the Eve ones, Eve, right. they put the Eves right on there. So I don't really need to save these manuals, but but I like to. Anyhow, you photograph it and that sends you into HomeKit. It says, hey, do you want to add this device? And you go, yes, please. Do you want to add this to this place or that place or that place? Do you want this to go to like my, my vacation home or my other vacation home? or the home where I live. And I say, home where I live, please. It says, okay, and you've got rooms in your house you've told me about before. What room do you want this to go in? So like I added, uh, as recently as two days ago, I added a new Eve device to my office. And it says, okay, where do you want this to go? It says, office, where do you want this to go? I say, front, the front of my office. And, uh, and then it says, okay, I, and because it's a HomeKit code you shoot with your camera, it knows what it is. And it pops up instantly and says, okay, this is a fan. Let's do this thing. And then you get to name it. And if you're a smart cookie like me, you have a naming structure. I'd be happy to talk about this someday if it interests anyone. Um, and you name it in like a, a way that would be sensible for you to look at with your eyes and know what it means. But as importantly, you'll name it something where you'll be able to yell it through the air and it'll know what you're talking about. So if I say big lamp, there's only one thing in my world called big lamp and it knows what big lamp is. Um, and so I keep a lot of that stuff because... Even as I try to build my library in photos of like a bunch of stuff hidden away in a folder, which is I want to eventually have all those someplace because I'll sleep better at night knowing it. I think manuals are important. So here's the manual. I'm looking at it right now for my Opal Ice Maker model XPIO23SCSS. And that's in a folder on iCloud. Don't be creepy. And so I'm able to go in and say, ha, <laughs> huh, defrosting. Is that anything that I have a role in? And let's be honest, there wasn't a lot I had to do about it. Why is it the longest term play value of almost any Christmas gift I've ever gotten? Because of this, Dan. Look at this. I'll send you a photo. I did yeah, five, I scoops, five scoops of ice. Oh, it's also got a light inside, a really gentle light. And so that's, that's, in, uh, that's here in my office. And so it makes, I think, not three pounds per hour, a pound per three hours. It makes plenty of ice, plenty enough ice for one person. And it's, it's, it's what they call the, that good ice. You don't talk about little yeah, It's pellets. the kind that dissolves really quick. So you didn't, yeah. So like a pregnant quick, woman would But you know, that's uh, a downside. That. If I were doing those, you know, those kinds of terrible reviews that are really a th thin affiliate site and I get pros and cons. But um, I love the Opal Ice Maker. I enjoyed Star Wars a great deal. Um, <laughs> spatial audio, spatial audio on the uh, TVOS beta, uh -huh. magnifique. I'll just, I'll just run around oh. now just like watching different Star Wars movies to hear what it sounds like. It makes me really happy. It's hard to buy gifts for people, you know? There's, just the, there's the performative aspect of, oh, hey, I got you a gift because I had to. But sometimes it's very difficult. Uh -huh. In this case, my wife knew that 
I was already spending a lot of time and a little bit of money to have ice at my office. Now, 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 now Dan, like, you know, a lot of people, like I say, you, you buy a big house and then you got filled with big stuff and you got to buy a big car to bring big stuff to your house. In all fairness, when I acquired a chest freezer for my office in the COVID times, another thing I'm very glad I got because I can freeze things and it's here at my office where I have actual power from the 21st century. I like the hovel, the hobbit house that I live in with my family, but that's when I got hooked on ice, you see. Because now I can have ice in my drinks. And once you got ice in your drinks, you want that to have ice in your drinks. She, okay, let me, I got, I have some questions about this. She knew, she knew, even though this thing was pretty costly, she knew how happy this would make me. Now, what she did not know is all the stuff I fret about, like, where would I put this? Ba-da-ba-ba. But she took a flyer. She got me the Opal ice maker. And it's made me so happy. And I just wanted to say thank you, Madeline. That was really nice. And, and I guess my kid kind of, but... The, let's be honest. The kid didn't really have a role. The kid doesn't think about me. The kid doesn't need to think about me. No. You know, my, no. my my kids got you know Bo Burnham and Ricky Montgomery and Marina to think about. We watched a Marina concert live from the desert. We we bought a ticket and, and watched a live concert Saturday night. So that was fun. Do you ever listen to Marina? I'm gonna throw out some beverages. Maybe Marina and the you Diamonds. Can, her old band, Marina the Diamonds. Her last name is. You can Amongous. tell me which of them gets ice, Marina. which of them does not get ice. Okay. Um, okay. Pop quiz I'm just. Track. I'll throw out. I'll throw out a beverage. You say ice, first, first, no the, ice. First, first idea, best idea. I just, I, I don't ruminate on this or explain it. I just answer. Is that the idea? You just answer. I don't want Be- an explanation. Okay, you're going to give me a beverage and then the question, ice or no ice? That's it. And that's all. Your answer is n- ice, no ice. And then no we go to closed. the next I'm one. Ready. I'm ready. Um, water. Straight up water. Ice. Okay. Seltzer water. Yes. Well, yes. Ice. Ice. Yes. A Coca-Cola. Ice. Unless it's from a Mountain bottle. Dew. Unless it's from a bottle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ice. Otherwise, it, it, it tastes like paint. Co- that's if one. you had the choice to drink the Coke out or the Mountain Dew out of a can that's cold, ice cold. Ice cold. Would you drink it out of the can or would you decant it If I were playing tennis or a, a camp, I would. Ice. But there's something special. And I don't want to interrupt your quiz because I know it's part of not part of the game. I don't get bonus points for this. But I'm telling you, man, you fill this thing up with ice and then you do that kind of beer pouring angle. We're not going to lose all your mm-hmm. fizz to, to the uh, owing to the effects of the ice. Yeah. Man, that's refreshing. Yeah. It's so refreshing. Keep going. Anything else? Orange juice. Oh, very rarely. No, not really. Not really. I've done it, but not often. Rosé. Rosé, the one that, that that's uh, neither red nor white. Rosé. Yeah. I mean, you could. My mom what very you... proudly, my mom very proudly puts ice in in wine. She thinks it's fun and down to earth. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> uh, trick question. Um, I don't drink a, much milk, hardly at all. I'm not anti dairy. I ate an American Dream yeah. pint slice just last night while while I watched a documentary on Disney. I don't drink a lot of milk, but no, I wouldn't. Um, um, okay. Oh, 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 Dan, can I do one? Yeah, is there anything I'm in I'm category I'm forgetting here? Okay. 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 A whiskey, which is not a super high end whiskey, but it's mm, also not mm-hmm. a cheap blend. If you got like an okay, good hotel quality Glenlivet, mm-hmm. do you put ice in that? Like an, like an 18 year? Oh, I don't know. She looked 18. <laughs> Dan, no. why don't you tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about feels, feels, Merlin. All right. So if you experience stress, which I know you you do, 
You do that. Uh, if you have anxiety, you know, ah, I do. Chronic pain. I can't uh, Trouble that. sleeping I at least once that. a week. You're not alone. Most of us have these issues, right? Well, I'm alone. So Don't worry about that. I went on what I would call Merlin. I would call it a pilgrimage. I went on a pilgrimage to try and find something well, that a would journey, help me. A Bildungsroman. A Chautauqua, if you Chautauqua. will. Chautauqua. Oh. In Persig's own words. Is that like that? And is that like that drug they give you? What's it called? Uh, Hayakawa? Ayahuasca. Yes. That's the guy who invented libraries. Have you been on like an ayahuasca very, very table I, that? I couldn't say I couldn't say if I had, but no. No, neither. I've done a I. lot of really squirrely so, jackass stuff, but I've never done an uh, SI Hayawatha. <laughs> well, the thing is It's funny to four librarians. Keep going. This led me to CBD. This is this journey. Mm -hmm. Led me to CBD and the, the power cock, cock of CBD. And ball destruction. No, it is also. I was translating not, from the German. I might have gotten it wrong. It it <clears throat> it is a wonderful, wonderful thing that helps you reduce stress, reduce or eliminate anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. Depending on uh, what your problem is, it's probably going to help you with it. And that's what's so amazing about CBD, and especially feels because feels is premium CBD and you get it delivered directly to your doorstep. So you take a couple drops of this, you put it under your tongue, you feel the difference within minutes. And the thing to remember, Merlin, about CBD mm -hmm. is that finding your right dose is very important because everybody's dose is different. You gotta so make sure your ladder's have... against the right wall. Like if you know this is for like you that. or you suspect this is for you, you're not done. Mm -hmm. No. It isn't it isn't like buying a hat. No. It's to because how much you take for your problem is might it gonna be have an effect? Is it gonna be not what I want? Am I just getting more than I need? Like I want the right amount. It's like nobody has to tell you every day. Like if you put half and half in your coffee, you don't need to figure right. that out every day. You eventually get to where you could look. I, I don't see color personally, but like you <laughs> could be the sort. And so you know if I've made this particular uh, like a caramel color. But how do you discover yeah. that? If only there was some way I could try different strengths of the feels. And you can know, do that. They even well, can send you a little flight know, where they Dan, send are you sure about strengths. That? Yes, and they also no, they also have that. a free CBD hotline that will help you narrow down exactly what you need to talk to a real person. But this is the thing. It's natural, and mm. there's no hangover. There's no addiction. And the reason that that, that is is because – I think if you if you live in one of those states where weed is legal, you can go into like a place and you can get their kind of CBD oil, which is going to be a, it's going to have a lot of THC in it. It's a whole different thing. That's not what this is. This is not going to make you. I mean, like in my personal experience, all this does is help reduce your stress, help reduce your anxiety, help you sleep better. But I want to be clear about something. Hmm. This will not put you to sleep. This doesn't make you go to sleep. You're saying like it what doesn't it does knock you out. No, it calms you Like when you they're down removing three of your back teeth, that kind of thing. To the point where when you want to sleep, you can. That's mm. the genius about this. So this is great stuff. No hangover, no addiction. Join the Feels community. Get it delivered to your door every month. You'll save money. You don't won't worry about running out. And you can pause or cancel it at any time. I love this stuff. I think it'll help you too. You can become a member by going to Feels, which is spelled F-E-A-L-S. Just go with it, Merlin. Feels.com slash back to work. You go there, you're going to get 50% off your first order. You're going to get the free shipping. That's it. Feels.com slash back to work. Support the show and become a member. 50% taken off on your first order and the free shipping. And that's all I've got to say about that. Thanks very much to Feels for making this show possible. Thank you, Feels. 
my remark about this now that we're out of the advertisement is um, you didn't do bok bok you didn't ring the bell okay there you're gonna trigger someone right now Ah, ah, ah. Um, thank you feels bok bok thank you i'm on a journey dan now we can eat Hmm. don't put too Uh, much on you never mind i don't want to talk about that i just learned uh so i i read language and thought and action three or five summers ago on, on a beach in Rhode Island. And um, uh, I just learned that S.I. Hayakawa, uh, he taught he taught at a, at a school that's like a, a little over a mile from my house. And I didn't know that. I just learned that. Who is that? S.I. Hayakawa was a Canadian-born American academic and politician of Japanese ancestry. Uh, he's a semantics guy. And he's, but he's, he's, he's really smart and has had a, a, a lot of influence um, and how we, we think about words and stuff and classifications. And, uh, he's a good writer and he's not, he's not Hiawatha nor ayahuasca. So I just want to clarify that you don't need to email Dan about that because you can't email me, but you, you shouldn't email Dan about that. He's a good looking guy. Um, and so ice is nice. (laughs) If you make uh-huh. it twice. Oh, God, I never sent you photos. Let's take a bunch of photos. Oh, I'm sitting here waiting. I got nothing. All right, all right, all right. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Got a lot of reminders. I'm running betas on things. Um, what I have for you today, as the lockpicking lawyer would say, um, what I have for you today is um, we could talk more about calendars. I still have my three big bullet points from last week that I'd love to talk about, if, if, if the accident will. And I have, uh, what else did I have for you today? Oh, wait, I had another thing, too. Oh, 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 uh, um, OS beta stuff, which is, OS beta is different from SI Hayakawa, but. Mm, oh, okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you, you talk about something for a minute while I take some photos of my area. I also got some new nano leaf lights I'm pretty excited about. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. Oh man, these are great. I can see why all the YouTube douchebags get it. It's really nice. So okay, yesterday so, uh, I went to, uh, we've got a place here called Pinballs. Pinballs? Like Hank Pin? Pin. No, like oh, P-I-N. that's a shame. That would be kind of like cool. A, a pin, pinball machine. Oh, pinball! Pinballs. And uh, this tilt, place, tilt. I think it's I think it's spelled with a Z. I think there's a Z instead of an S at the end, which is unnecessary. Mm. But it's probably been way before pre-COVID that I went there. But they have all the retro video games, and they've got the well, amazing yeah, like actual the Black pinball Knight machines. Again. Uh, yes, I, I played, played Joker Black Poker. Knight I played so- Black Knight. I played later on. My last game was Adam's Family, which is a little, which is an ama- for the time was I thought an amazing machine. But Joker Poker so and uh, Black Knight that too, because it had the levels. I, I played think those were the first games that did you know levels they, well. You know what else they have there what that was really there? great? What? I never played it before. Spider Man. They had a Spider Man game. Really? Was there? Was I feel like there yeah. was a Terminator pinball game that was good too, but I might be there was. There was a Terminator and a T two there also. And the other thing that was great, wow. I never played this one before. Elvira. Huh? You Elvira. from the Oak Ridge Boys song? Yeah, that that yeah, one. Yeah, same. Boom, same. pop a mouth. <laughs> 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 that would be so Thank funny. You know, I was told there'd be an Elvira pinball machine here. Well, there is. <laughs> and the that Oak Ridge Boys. Let's sing it, guys. Pinball games. I had so much fun playing these games. And and so I had my uh my boy with me. And God, he's, he's so watching. You know, you know how you have to you have to Merlin. Yeah. You gotta finesse the pinball. There's a lot of times where you just a little you just gotta Do you bump. Know that the you original gotta, pinball tell, games did not have flippers. Did you know flipper? You gotta bump it. Well, here's the thing, and this is what I think a lot of these pikers today don't know. That might be racist, but the original pinball games did not have flippers. 
The original pinball games were you were, you shook the machine to do things. No, really? So then when they add, I was supposedly. Nah, I don't believe this for a second. This is false. There's a documentary on Amazon Prime Video about it, and uh, well, no, I mean, called? huh? I think it's called uh, uh, "Available to Play." Click to play. To pl I'll find it. I'll find it for notes. Um, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Here's what I know about pinball machines. Pinball, mach pinball, pinball machines are great, but apparently they're pretty high maintenance to keep maintained. There's a lot of parts. If you think about a pinball game, like think about all the little machines in that machine. It's crazy. I mean, I'm not talking about Adam's family. I'm talking about any like just bumpers. Like it's crazy to think about how you maintain all of that to keep the integrity of the game and make sure the magnets still work and stuff like that. Right. You brought your boy. So, Had he played pinball before? That must seem like a very uh, weird thing. You know, he'd played all the retro video games. He'd never really played pinball maybe once. And so I said, listen, I said, just w watch me. Watch me play some of these and you'll get it. And so like, you know, some of the games, the newer ones have replaced the, I don't know what that thing, the, the puller with the spring. What is that called? Plunger. The the punt that, that ejects plunger. the ball. I think it's called Some plunger. Some of them have replaced yeah. the punt the, the, with a button. Have you seen this nonsense? Oh, that's crazy. So anyway, forget that. That's a side tangent we don't need to even go uh, down. No, so, I mean, like, why'd you even say that? That makes me so sad. There's ones that they just have a big red button or something. It's horrible. Anyway, so, Ugh. you know, I'm sitting there playing, and you know how how you, you've you got to bump. The, that's part of playing the game is bumping the machine. Yeah, but and you I don't think he's tilt. sitting there watching me, and he's like, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't tilt it. Like, he's you're going like, to get in trouble. He's thinking you're going to get in trouble because you keep messing with the game. Yeah. 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 He's like, are you, are you allowed? Like, is that, is that a thing? I'm like, that's a thing, man. So anyway, these games Wait, were do you call as it English? Because in pool, you call it English. Yes, call I English. would call it English. You put a little English that, on it. Call yeah. it that. Mm -hmm. And so like, there was one of them, he wanted to play it, put the money in. Drains, and he's like, uh, there's drained. a message up at the top and it says ball missing. It says ball missing. Ball I missing. said, oh, that's no problem. <laughs> oh I said, no, like no Hitler. Problem. And he's <laughs> And he said, uh, he, he said, well, what, what do we do? I said, oh, I got this. And I just kind of hip bumped it and the ball rolled down the thing and he was able to play. And he's like, how did you know to do that? I'm like, pinball. This is just part of pinball. And I realized like pinball is so different from every other kind of game that you're going to find in an arcade. It's magical. It's real. You hit a button and a flipper moves. Yeah. You're moving. There's a ball that's moving. It's real. But then there's also like things you can control. Like if you want to like in the, in usually it comes in the back down, and the come, upper, it comes down the lane, but you don't want to drain. Yep. It comes down the nope. lane and you hold it the flipper. So that you can yep. trap it. I don't know. I don't know the terminology yeah. for this, but then you let it roll down just a little bit. And if you played a game a lot and it hadn't been monkeyed with magnet wise, you knew how far to let it slide down. For example, the right, right flipper and how hard yep. to hit it to hit a particular target, and then leave it. That's right. As with pool, honestly, like billiards, then have the ball end up where you'd like it to be because that that's kind of the strategy part. It's not just can you hit a target, but can you keep it in play because they make the game so it'll drain. Do they still use that term? Do you still say drain? I, that's what I say. Flippers? I say drain. Yeah, that's what I always say. Okay. And so Williams made a series of amazing pinball machines. Williams made ones that were very interactive that had like a, okay, so like one of them was called Earthshaker and another one was called Whirlwind. But Earthshaker was these. the best because if you, you know, if you, you got to a certain point, the, the table would actually shake a little bit. And like Whirlwind had like a little fan that would blow the tornado wind at you oh and stuff goodness. like that. So much cool attention to detail. Mm -hmm. They didn't have either of those there. And I think it's because there were so many like moving parts in them that they were impossible to maintain. I imagine. Earth I imagine. So, oh my gosh, Dan, I might try and find these for notes. I'm looking at, um, I did a search on Black Knight and Pinball. I think, 
I think Black Knight's so I, good. He talked to Black, you. Well, you challenged the Black Knight again. But I'm trying to remember. <laughs> there was one that did multi-ball particularly well, and I feel like in my from of the ones that I liked. Because here's another thing: is like this. It's cool that we're in an era where people care about pinball machines and like curate them. But more often, mm-hmm. pinball would just show up in weird places, places where a few years later video games would show up like we played when we played yeah. uh defender or stargate we played that at like a little general you know um yeah yeah absolutely i was playing miss pac-man at the Winn dixie oh with the fishing lures yeah yeah you remember that and i was always I trying to make the uh, grappling hook yeah i forget to i, I yeah I, for, I forget to pay bills but i can't remember the fishing lures <laughs> yeah uh, and it's all because of Winn dixie and and but like a pinball would just sh- pinball would just show up somewhere like a place that was like a restaurant slash bar, like it's got fried chicken o- over here and beer over there. Like there might be a pinball machine. And then like, or as with a jukebox, God, this is all such intense, like late seventies memories for me. It's like, you know, the, the, the grownups could hang out and then you could go over and like, you know, put quarters in the, in, in a machine and, and keep busy later on. That might be a cocktail Pac-Man game, cocktail table game. But no, but I guess what I'm saying is like there was no guarantee when you just walked up, you didn't know what pinball would be there, what condition the game would be in, like how well had it been maintained and, and, and had it been monkeyed with. I can't prove this, but I'll bet. I think there's a way you can monkey with games. The same way that you, you think they're coming and putting magnets under, underneath oh, there's the magnets. Platform. Don't worry about magnets. There's magnets. But you can even say, I think with uh, stand up arcade games, I think you can do levels of difficulty in some of the games. Like, you know what I mean? How hard do you want this to be? Difficult, I should say. Speaking yeah, of the difficult the and hard, the uh, uh, these Black Knight, this, oh, God, it was so good. Have you played with video games on Plex yet? No, no. Plex, Plex now has a thing. I think it's a premium thing. That's I, weak. How weak well, is that? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hear me out. I have not gotten this to work yet, and I assume it's all on me. But what, if you meet the requirements for what you need to do, it, need, it, need, it can't, you can't do this with a Synology. You have to be running an install of um, Plex Media Center, I think it's called. Um, so if you've got a premium Plex, et cetera, long story short, they got a whole bunch of ROMs from, like, like the, I think they licensed from Atari um, and a few others. And if you got the right everything to make it work, which is a huge proviso, because I spent a day and a half on this and couldn't get it to work. I assume it's on me, but check this out. If you have curated your own ROMs, you could drop that in a folder, and now you're at home on your Apple TV, and you're using a PlayStation remote to play Robotron or Gorf or Gravatar or whatever. If you've got the ROM, mm-hmm. it is no dream. Theodore oh. Herzl. Do you know about this? It's really if, if I can get it to work. <laughs> I didn't it's know be about really it. Cool. But Robotron... I used to be a meme guy. I used to do meme, but like now in the era of having an having a video game console with a controller that I can use on my TV, you know, I still I still haven't finished Last of Us. So like I don't you know I don't like I don't like video games. I don't like games at all. But the idea of playing Robotron that would make me so happy. Robotron. I don't know what it is about Robotron in particular, but I could play that game forever i love it I just, the sounds of it, it are like it's it's like my love language yeah and like gorf yeah yeah for some reason the machine a lot of the time now these places will have not a neo geo type situation and not a mame thing i don't think uh-huh. but they'll have a, a console uh, or a machine a, a, an arcade machine that has like four five six games in it 
And oh, one of them was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, back in the day, it used to be no more than like two or maybe three. And they're often, yeah, did, did, did Williams do Caterpillar? Who did Caterpillar? Or, um, yes, yeah, uh, called? Centipede. centipede. Who did Centipede? So, Williams, but there would be yeah, combinations of one game maker. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, in and that's a, exactly. And they would all their games would be in the one, yeah, because it's all using the same game. tech behind most of the same tech behind the scenes, right? Right, yeah. right, right. That's, so a smart, I, I, that's a really smart idea if you're going to like lease one so of So they had machines. Robotron in, in one of these, Merlin. And I went up to Robotron and it, it, it had malfunctioned. And there was an endless supply of tokens just in it. it Shut it, your it, whore it never mouth. ran out. That's I a great thing to break thing on an arcade game. I love for that. so long. I, and I oh, would die. Like, don't care. Oh, I die that's all fine. the time. There's this, one, there's this one level. I don't know what. I, I, I it's the one with the big, the guys with the big brains. Oh my God, the big brains guys, they're like mutants in, um, in, in, they're really difficult. But there's one, yeah. I remember there's one level in Robotron where you're having a good time. We're all friends here. And then you get this new level and suddenly everything is moving like twice as fast and can't be killed. Yeah, they do that. They do that. That's a thing they I do. I like video games. Do you want to talk about calendars or something else? You want to tell me more about yeah, pinball? I want to talk about calendars like really bad. I can't believe we're 52 minutes in. Um, you know, what we can do is we can close the, um, if, yeah, if there's stuff you'd like us to talk about, you know, you can reach us somehow, probably. Uh, I want to finish up my three big points on calendars and I think, oh, I didn't send these photos, did I? Oh, you know, Dan, this might be an opportune time for you to, uh, say if there's another thing that you like and I could send you some yeah. photos, you know? Yeah, what, what let's do it. I'll talk about, I'll talk about Squarespace. Oh, yeah, Squarespace. Squarespace. Use it yesterday. Yeah. Use it I mean, yesterday. Literally yesterday. Speaking of big brain. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. Squarespace I do. is the, is the big is the brain question. behind the internet. They let you turn your idea into a website. You can showcase your work. You can blog. You can publish content. You can sell products and services. You can promote your business. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, if you want a website, this is the place to go. It's it's turkey. Turnkey. Beautiful templates. Created it's a little by like World Frank Class Frankenstein when you say it like that. Turnkey. The monster or the or the do or the doctor. Oh, sorry. Actually, Doctor Frankenstein. Frankenstein is my Frankenstein's father. Frankenstein's the the doctor. The monster right. is the monster. He's not Frankenstein. Hmm. Interesting. He's the monster. He's the monster. He's the well. Technically, who's the real monster in that film? Right. Yeah. Are you going to remind me of all the things I ask you to tell me about? Yeah. I don't think you are. Tell me more. No, tell me more about this uh, Squarespace monster. Built-in SEO, you've got insecure hosting, you got 24-7 award-winning customer support. It's all there. It's all built in. It's all there. It's happening there in one place. You don't have to add anything. But you, you don't know about it unless you go look at it in. or find it. Like, this is not something that will automatically show up on your computer. You have to go. Right. I mean, listen, I don't, because I worry that people don't understand how this works. You need the internet for this for now. But, like, you're going to go on your home computer set you go to a what's called a website, and you're going to learn about the Squarespace and do these things. We can't make you use this. We can't make this appear on your home computer set. You're going to have to go learn about what this is. But once you do, you'll never be the same. It's it's you know it's like meeting a a, a beautiful mate, or a, or your own doppelganger. Oh man, that would be so weird. Wouldn't that I be weird? That, I hate that guy. It's those tanks under the stage. So if you're ready to oh. think it or dream it or make it. Uh -huh. You can do this stuff with Squarespace. They have us given us a special URL to use. So if you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm not ready to make a website today, but I do need a new domain name. They've got that too. There's literally no reason that you shouldn't go to Squarespace right now 
and and buy something and get 10% off of it for your first purchase. So here's how it works. You go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. The promo code to use is it's your show. Yep. You're going to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Support us, support yourself. Mm. And uh, and that's it. That's all we've got to say about these guys. Thanks so much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Build it beautiful. Um, that is a great Walter. Buck, buck. See, now I know he looks gross. Oh, I've also got a dude here. I, I Somewhere at the house, we've got Cynthia's dog. I think Cynthia's dog is in my daughter's room. But So I know he looks gross, but... The, 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 is he wearing an Apple watch? Yes. I thought he was gone. And when we discovered during our garage clean out a few months ago, I discovered that not only was he not gone, he and the dude were both still there. And like apart from a little bit of like garage storage, uh, you know, detritus, he's still there. I just saying, I'll say, do you, do you have these? The, the, um, the figures that particular, I had edition number two, but then my oh. kids destroyed them. Oh no, I've got the dude yeah. here somewhere. He's in, he's in, but he's in his underpants. Um, I'm mentioning just in passing, and I want you to read back all the things I ask you to, to write down, but I mentioned this, um, the matter I've started to wrap back this video series idea. I mentioned this yesterday that there's a bunch of good nerd documentaries on Amazon prime video. And I mean, nerd, what does that mean today? But there, it's weird. I, I, I don't know if it's just especially well tuned for me in a way that other sites are not. But like I've discovered so many cool nerd documentaries on Amazon Prime um, Video, and so like for example, I I think I put this in notes: Special Winlet colon a pinball documentary, which I have not watched yet, but it is on my list. Uh, one that I did watch, I watched one the other night called Sci-Fi Boys, and I don't know if it's produced by Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson has a huge role in it, and it's a pretty low-fi, like 480p looking documentary about like the directors and effects people. Uh, over the years, and it's, it's it's got it's got Peter Jackson, it's got Dennis Murin, Murin, it's got like um, Rick Baker, but all these people who were inspired by monster movies and monster movies magazines and culture. Oh yeah, and the guy who yeah. started that what is it, famous monsters of movie land or whatever magazine, uh, like that one, that's really good. Um, I I guess let me see if I can find any other ones here because uh, otherwise it'll just sound like I only watch one movie. Um, but boy, the experience of Prime Video on a computer is not. Great. Oh yeah, Never Surrender. That's it. Started with me talking about Never Surrender, the Galaxy Quest documentary, which was terrific. Includes a ton of cast members, like pretty much everybody from the cast, except you know the ones who passed, uh, are in it. But like the way they talk, the way like Sigourney Weaver like breaks up talking about Alan Rickman. It's so sweet. Mm. Um, that's really good. The one about um, the art of D and D, um, I, I really enjoyed. But look, look, here's Send me of, links. Put all the links into no, our show notes. Why are you all the links? Here's one called The Image Revolution. It's a documentary about Image Comics. Plastic Galaxy, the, the story of Star Wars toys. Dude, they've got the astonishing X-Men motion comic. You don't have to, like, get it off the internet anymore. They've got the... My... Mm, I don't know if it's the best. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's way up there. It's Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men Gifted. Uh, they got the motion comic of that, which, as motion comics go, is very good. Oh, they got Two Hundred Motels by uh, with Frank Zappa. I, 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 I. This sounds mean. Oh, easy to learn, hard to master. The fate of Atari. Um, sometimes when I open up, especially Netflix, especially Disney Plus, I just look at it. And I'm like, huh, okay. 
I mean, it's a lot of glossy 4K murder stuff. And like, I'm like, hmm. And, and I don't know. I mean, is it that I want to see a lot more new things or things I haven't seen? But like, there's not that much stuff that really grabs me on these days. Like I watched Loki last night. Oh my God, so good. Um, but it keeps saying like, you should watch Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch that. It doesn't look good. I don't want to watch it. Stop recommending that to me. But Netflix, oh my God, enough of the 4K murder. All of that stuff. I cannot believe, Dan, how often I open up, open up Amazon Prime video and I instantly see something weird. Oh, Chris Claremont, a documentary on Chris, Chris Claremont, especially, you know, hang on, Chris Claremont's work on X-Men. There's a documentary on that. And all of these are just on what? Yeah, Prime? this isn't one of those, like, you have to subscribe to stars to get it. A uh, documentary called Starring Adam West. That's on there. These are all on Prime. Mm. I'm not here to shill for this, but like, it's really good, but I'm, they also got Parasite and Jojo Rabbit and Alita Battle Angel and et cetera, et cetera. They got that. Well, send, send me some of these. I would Why love to I, watch Dan, some I'm not, I'm not here. To, I'm, okay. Yes, you right. are. That's exactly well, what I you're here to do. I got to do this, and I'm, but I also, I'm supposed to do, I'm, I'm supposed to. I no, you're supposed vi- to do. I got to make a the, video. I got to do a video. I'm doing a video most listeners. days. I got to do a video. Think of the listeners. All right. All right. I'm writing it down. Dan, what are the other things? We don't have time for calendars. Um, I'm finding prime nerd documentaries. What are the other things? Oh, um. Uh, so it's this is funny. It's funny the show Extras has had a couple lives. So Ricky Gervais, uh, I don't know if you know this, but he's an atheist. Um, he uh, so he and Stephen the Merchant created the Office, right? The UK Office, and mm-hmm. uh, and then that, like that had a lot of success. He did his podcast. So he, and forgive me, this is going to be one of those classic like, why are you telling me this thing? Everybody knows, unless you don't know. But he also did a, a really fun. Uh, relatively short-lived comedy called Extras. And so the show starts, and the conceit of the show is that he, and it's the story of he, of him, and some of the other people, including this wonderful Scottish woman, who are extras. And, like, they have all these aspirations to become actors, but, like, they're always, they're just extras. They just show up, they're the lowest on the totem pole, and that's that's the show. And it re- But it really kind of goes places in a fun way. And so they're, you know, but... So it's had that one life as like a really enjoyable show with a cool story, catchphrases and wigs, all that kind of stuff. But then the show's had this other life, I think that was probably unintentional, which is the viral videos, because there's a thing that happens, to my knowledge, in every episode of Extras, okay? In every episode of Extras, I'm going to call this a three-parter. There's a celebrity who guests on Extras, right? As themselves, always, all, I think always as themselves. So, mm-hmm. so the, the, what's wonderful about this, and this sounds obvious, but I think this is so clever. You're an extra. Like he and this woman, whose name escapes me right this minute, are like the lowest people on the totem pole, and, but they're going to be in a movie with Sir Patrick Stewart and, and, uh, or, or Kate Winslet or uh, Daniel Radcliffe or Ian McKellen or Chris, Chris Martin. <laughs> it's only Chris Martin from Coldplay. And so, but, but those actors, those famous actors playing themselves, the second part is that they play very much against type and they are, they all almost all have something about them that is terrible. They're almost all like vain, self-involved, Kate Winslet, <laughs> so profane and gross and they're just terrible and you would never want to be around these people. And third, the money shot is that there's a scene always a scene where Ricky Gervais interacts with the famous person actor and the famous person actor is as themselves. And Ricky Gervais is the straight man 
to a scene where that person plays so hard against type or does something so ridiculous. So as Dan mentioned, the most famous one I imagine is the one with Sir Patrick Stewart, where Ricky Gervais goes into the trailer and wants to pitch him his script. And, and Patrick Stewart like goes off on all these things. He loves to have the control of being the writer and the director. And it becomes clear that all it is that Patrick Stewart just wants to create situations where he can see women's clothes fall off and then to get to see mm-hmm. them naked. Which does not, right. and so he's, does not he's get at how funny a, the implementation <laughs> of this is. Not least because Ricky Gervais is such a good straight man. Um, and the one, the one I'd love to show you, if you have a minute after, I'd love to show you the one with David Bowie, which I will put into show notes. Because I watched it with my daughter literally yesterday. We had a big David Bowie morning. Um, but uh, yeah, Another is, reason you have to watch The Prestige. He does great in that. Oh, with all the hats. Mm-hmm. You know, all you know, the hats. Do you know the thing about Christopher Nolan and the first shot? The, the first no. sh- think about the first shot I won't say in every think about the first thing you see often with the, the title of the movie think about the first shot in every Christopher Nolan movie it's always of Christian Bale yeah well the guy's really handsome he's a little yeah, bit cross-eyed and he knows how to short stocks <laughs> loves to play drums um that's a good movie too you ever see that yeah, ever see the big short that's a really yeah, good movie yeah so good um Nolan did that no um no Okay, so here we go. Uh, let me do a few. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm just going to say. Um, and this is off, off, totally off the dome. Um, let's see. What's the name of that movie? Oh, The Prestige. A bunch of top hats in a field. What yeah. the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the opening shot? That's the opening shot. Now, hang on. It's also the second ah, ending ba, 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 ba. Uh, Interstellar. Uh, a bunch of dust on a bookshelf. So are you saying that the, the, the first, first shot image you in... see in a Christopher Nolan movie, I can't say to a certainty that it's every one of them, but in almost all of his movies, and I'm trying to remember what it was for Inception, which is such a good movie. Um, but it's always like the first shot is something where like you would go like, why is he showing me this? But it's something that will end up being extremely important to the plot. Did or you, is the this twist. something that you personally, no, sure, I, I doubt it. I'm sure I read it somewhere. But I mean, did you, you read it, you wrote it down and you read it. I mean, I read it. I read, I mean, if Just you can, if you can write without, so if you can write you, without reading, you, you have gone next level. Excuse me. Did what? you, I don't think up? I did. I'm pretty, no, I don't. Well, I can't tell you who did, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. I probably read, you know, it might've been on blank check. Blank check is like where I get a lot of my bits. Um, but, uh, yeah, boy, but like, you know, I'm going to try 10 it again. Uh, I, I loved I, that movie. I, I loved know. it. Well, it, you, I mean, I watched Inception a couple nights ago. Why? Because I wanted to stick in my goddamn AirPods. I've got the beta of TVOS running on my old Apple TV 4K. And uh, I wanted to try out all the things. And so I, I watched a little, I watched some of Inception. That's a really good movie. Everybody in that's so good. Elliot Page is great. You got uh, 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 Joseph Gordon Levitt Biden. Is great in that. He's so good in that. <laughs> so now I'm just stealing from everybody. These are not my jokes. None of these are my jokes. Doesn't I don't matter. have my own we jokes. We haven't heard them before, so it doesn't matter. Well, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. I stole that from NBC. <sighs> the more you know. Well, we could talk about calendars next week, or we could wrap it up. You keep saying that. You keep saying that. You keep hearing that. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, talk about calendars. Next week, calendars. You're still going to watch the Bowie thing with me in a minute. No, no, I could do it pretty quick. Um, I mean, is there any no, point? No, I have that? a We're lot so of de- no. We can't do it. Oh, oh, quick, I see. I got time to go find pinball links, but you're gonna yeah. bounce for barbecue. You're gonna strap on a barbecue feedback, but I got time to go First find. First of all, Jeff Dewitt's why... documentary about Jeff D. I got time to do that. I got to do the most days video. Most days dot me. Check it out. It's back. I am actually having most, barbecue. Most, most days dot me. 
I bought a domain and everything. And I'm probably only going to do it for like a week, but. Okay, good. I also bought the Amplitude uh, package that comes with the Brian May guitar sounds, and I've been playing with that. Have you ever looked at Amplitude? Yes, Amplitude is amazing. I got the fans. Uh, our I got the nice mutual one. friend Jim Dalrymple told me about that. Oh, that's the... what he used. To... Okay, I remember when we did that program, he would talk about something, and now I know what it was. It was that. That's yeah, I bought the Rayman that. Suite. Oh my God, it's got Me all of too. these collections of like, and I guess it's licensed. So it's made by Fender, right? Like Fender is the company behind the company behind the company, right? I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it isn't like they're going, you know, British stack. Or like orange colored amp. It's like everything in there is like, that's an orange amp. That's a Marsh lamp. That's a Fender Twin. Um, But also, like, guess what? This is the way that Brian May's guitar sounds on the solo for Bohemian Rhapsody. This is the way Brian May's guitar sounds on the rhythm part of, or on that like that swoony, phasery part of uh, We Will Rock You. And it's all like licensed. It's got his name on it and stuff. It's really good really good i mean it was costly but it's about half the cost of a decent amp to have all of these and i can play it with my bass guitar i'm having fun with music dan dan then you know music is fun it's fun to listen to it's fun to make like i said to roderick yesterday why do we play why do kids play with blocks kids play with blocks because blocks are fun it's not it's not to get into a good school it's just because blocks are fun dan is that is that a thing what 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 was the other thing i asked you to write down besides syrian Oh, I wrote it down. Yeah. Hold on. No, I don't think you did, it's Dan. Here. I think this is another no, example here. of the gaslighting. I don't even know where the no, switch no. is. I couldn't even turn it on, on if I wanted to. It's here. You're Hold there. on. Give me a second to find it. Yeah. Earthshaker pinball machine. Was that Earthshaker it? Earthshaker pinball machine. No, that sounds like you more than more than me. Okay. I'll roll it back. I'll find it in Descript. Oh, boy. Descript added some good new stuff. Descript, they keep adding great stuff. This is the app. Those guys I, are on fire. They're on fire. The only app that I quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote, edit with that is Roderick, but I use it in every single show. As soon as we're done here and we watch either, I'm going to let you pick, either the David Bowie video or the Ian McKellen video. Then I'm going to go take my two sides of this that I get out of Audio Hijack. I'm going to throw it in Descript. And the first thing I'm going to do is look for every time that I said in show notes. I'm going to find, because it makes a transcript. I can go find any time. I can find video. I wrote it down. I can't find uh, I can't find it. It's not important. But you know what they added yesterday? Option D, at least on a Mac, just jump to the next edit anywhere in this. So like me, like, you know, it's always just strange to me when somebody puts out a podcast that has like 40 seconds of silence or like what? I'm like, do you not listen to the show? Like, I don't edit very well, but I would sure take listening to all the parts over editing that's way more important. If you edit it great and then put out something that's garbage, what's the point? Option D, quickly jump through my document and take me to anywhere that there's an edit and let me just review each edit. Did I misalign this unintentionally because of an edit back here? I love that. And oh, such a good app. Descript is great. Hey, Descript, I love you guys. Please don't ever screw it up. Don't ever sell it to somebody for money. Like, don't mess it up. Like, don't sell it to Adobe. I love Adobe, but don't, don't do, like, no. Descript, keep it good. Anything else? The calendar's no. got like three parts because it's always three parts with me. You go to most most days. Not me, and you can see these videos. Uh, does the, where does the, where does this belong? You got best practices. You got disambiguity, and then there are some odds and sods. Well, you know what? I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give you a sample today. We've talked a lot about the success of a calendar and how to be successful with a calendar. And I think there are there are many paths to to this particular Buddha, but they all end up on the same spot, which is I have confidence in my calendar. I have confidence in what I put there. I know what it's for. And I have a pretty high level of certainty that 
because of my understanding of my calendar, I can use it in the way that I want to use it. And if you take any of those things I just said, I bet there's parts of that where there's at least one aspect of that with something like a calendar in your life where you're like not where you'd like to be. So my first, my first tip we're going to talk about more next week, definitely. And that's going to be on the 22nd of June, oddly enough. That's crazy. Can you believe we're in June? Know where stuff goes. Know where stuff goes. Like I say, the forks go in the fork section of the cutlery drawer. You know what I mean? Toilet paper, I would keep that kind of near the bathroom if it were me. You know, And in this instant, know, instance, know what goes on your calendar and know what your level of commitment to it is and ask yourself if it maybe belongs somewhere else. Isn't that a great tip? Mm-hmm. If it's really, if really all you want out of that calendar entry is something that reminds you to do it, well, is it reminding you about that event that will die that day if you don't do it? Or is it reminding you to buy coffee? Because if it's reminding you to buy coffee, that really sounds more like a reminder. Right. If it's, if it's, it's definitely a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm. But I'm see, this be... is the thing with this is where I yes. get into the trouble with tasks reminders yeah alarms and events and alarms yeah. and like it's all a little bit ambiguous because the thing is i want i am not in that situation anymore i remember you remember this may post date your corporate i think you escaped the corporate world before i did <laughs> do you remember Microsoft corporate corporate stooge yes do you remember microsoft off uh project microsoft project yeah I did. I, 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 on Mac, it was not like so many of the apps of the era, era, including especially Excel and especially Outlook. It was no great shakes compared to the Windows version. There were yes, better Mac I only versions, ever, but yeah, I, I'd used it for Gantt charts, yeah. I only ever used the Windows version of it, and I only had a, I did a short stint where I was like just a project manager. Like that was like a thing for a little while, and I really, truly loved Microsoft project in a bizarre way. I actually, the way I found out about it was I was on an airplane and some dude next to me had a laptop <laughs> and he was using Microsoft project. And I watched him build this entire project out with timelines and everything. And I was like blown away. I'm like, this is the best thing in the world. And I got, I loved it. And it was really cool. And looking back, I really see some of the value of it. But what I've found, I have tried all of the uh, task management applications. And what I find is that the things that I need are very, very relatively basic. Mm. Even if I'm doing software development, it maybe is two, occasionally three levels deep with a dependency, but not usually. And so I'm really comfortable with a very basic just list of tasks, like edit the show and not, you know, anything more complicated than that. And so the task stuff that seems, seems to be built into fantastical or whether it's there or whether it's Google yeah, in that case, calendar, it's just, it's I don't really know. Just your, it, it can get it from different places. I think I don't have any reason to do this, but I think it can pull it out of Google stuff. But um, in my case, it just grabs reminders off whatever Apple reminders off whatever device it's installed on, which just makes it so easy. And then bubbling that up because it does make a lot of sense to see them together. These are taxonomically related kinds of items, but functionally different needs for a certain outcome. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so I just, what I don't want is I don't want to have to have one application for tasks, a different application for reminders, oh, a yeah. different application yeah, yeah, yeah. for the actual calendar events. And maybe I need to let go 
of that and say, no, if no, it takes no, different no. apps, it takes different apps. And maybe I don't want them. Maybe I, maybe what you're going to tell me is I really don't want them all in one Well, place. I mean, actually, you mentioned Fantastical, and I, it, that's one of uh, a lot of really good, what you could call a calendar app, but it's more than a calendar app. But I, I would say, um, I'm just off the dome, Fantastical, uh, BusyCal, uh, th- there are several that are very very good, but just remind me quickly, and then we'll wrap this. We talked about these different kinds of things that are generated. What do we say? You got alerts, you got alarms, you got reminders. Was there another one? Alerts, alarms, tasks, reminders. Okay, alarms, let's do reminders, okay, events. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to do this. What I've written down here, and I'm going to just do this real quick, and hopefully it'll be really impressive, and then I'll say the prestige, hit a bell, and then we hang up, okay? But don't yes. hang up, because i gotta, I got to show you a video. You ready? I've written down yeah. five kinds of things. Is this your card? We create things that have um, that can have alerts. We we have alerts. We have alarms. We have reminders. We have tasks, and we have notes. Are things that I've written down. Now, all of those are placeholders, containers for something that may or may not need to happen in the world. But taxonomically, they're they're similar. And if we looked at these on a Venn diagram, we would see that there are overlaps between all these kinds of things. I mean, there might be a note that you want to uh, like an alarm about, right? Like, if you get an alarm, don't you want to know what that alarm is for? Every time my beloved wife uses the Amazon device to set a timer, I, I, this is the, I hope this is the most petty thing I ever think about <laughs> her use of technology bugging me. But when I make my daughter pasta, well, first of all, the most important thing, I always set a timer. Why would you not set a timer? You're not that smart, you guys. And you say, hey, dingus, create an, eight, like a, an 11-minute pasta timer. Like say you're making rigatoni or whatever. Make it, uh, hey, 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 you know. And, and, and now why, why don't I just say set an 11 minute timer? That's crazy. Why would you just mm-hmm. say create a timer? Yeah, a timer for what? Like what, is, what does that mean? Instead, I would love, like let's say you're making a Thanksgiving style meal, even a sub-Thanksgiving style meal, and something goes, uh, your alarm's going off. And you're like, what does that mean? Does that mean alarm for take the wine out of the refrigerator and let it breathe? Does that mean, what's that a timer for? God damn it, your brain is so much better than mine if you just know what an alarm is for. Here's an idea. If you need to create an alarm for something, you also need to tell yourself what the alarm is for. Think about it. Like it would be, it's the equivalent of like a computer going black and then like, you know, uh, like, and having just a red pop-up thing that says something's about to happen. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? Why would I want to have to remember that? I wrote down alert, alarm, reminder, tasks, and notes. And I'm going to, I'm going to try this. This is almost certainly going to be unsuccessful, but I might say the prestige and then hit the, hit the bell and then you stay on, but the, the, the show's over. You ready? Yes. Um, oh, this is going to be hard. <sighs> An event is about to happen. And if that event doesn't happen, it will die and you will be in trouble. Okay? That's an alert. An alert says an event is about to die. Okay? There's a thing you told me you wanted to do. And if you don't do it, there's going to be consequences. That's a reminder. Your food is about to burn or you're about to miss your plane. I, th- I think of that kind of as an alarm. Right? Yeah. There's a yeah. Th- there's there's a thing that you that uh, that you might need to know about in the future, but you don't need to do anything about right now. That's a note. And try to think about all of how where you choose to put something. Well, I mean, you'll eventually get hopefully to my you know brown belt level of going. Oh, 
Like, I absolutely know why I did this. I've practiced, I've rehearsed this. Dan doesn't have to relearn his rowing machine every day. Like, he's done it enough to know how to do rowing machine. In this case, you're eventually going to know where snuff goes. But if you're having any equivocation about where something goes, if you need to disambiguate where things go, ask yourself, what are the consequences of this thing not happening? And should the way I record and ask for help with this reflect that? So that seems really simple, right? Well... If you go with my system, a la David Allen, if you go with my system of nothing goes on a calendar that's not a contract with yourself, that will either, that where the event dies that day if you don't do it, or there are consequences of you breaking that deal with yourself, that's the only way something gets on a calendar. If it, on your main, like Google Calendar, the only way it gets on the calendar if it's an ironclad contract, right? Otherwise, why would it go on your calendar? Well, consequently, if something needs to be done about that, do you need to, how about this? Do you need to be reminded that this is, that a deadline is coming for something? Like if you, I'm going to twist this up a little by saying, if you need to be reminded that the deadline for something is coming up in two days, putting that as the thing on your calendar and having it pop up, doesn't that seem smart? That ain't smart. Why, why? So deadline on your calendar, I get it. A reminder to send it. What's the reminder to do it? Okay. So mm -hmm. if it was something where you had a deadline of this day, well, why is it on your calendar? Well, because I need to be reminded when it's due. Okay. Is it done? God, no. Have you started it? Kind of. Well, then what is the purpose of that alert for a deadline? It's just creating stress. Well, you should have worked on your project. Have you started your project? If you started your project, guess what? That now all belongs over here in your task management app. The function of that deadline thing on your calendar is handy, but that's not a placeholder for the work. That's a placeholder for sending it. If it's, mm. if it's done, why haven't you already sent it? If it's not done, how do you imagine putting it on your calendar is going to get it done? Is it literally one thing you have to do? You've got to lick an envelope and stick it in a mailbox? Oh, God, no, there's much more to it. Well, then how does the phrase, the word deadline popping up going to help you? I know what I'll do. I'll create multiple reminders about the deadline. Okay, so where's the work getting done? I don't know, but I need to know how much closer the deadline is getting. That belongs someplace else. Now, let's say you're working on the thing that has a deadline, but you got to pick your kid up in a little while. Wouldn't that be nice if that event had, a, had a, an alert? Or wouldn't it be nice if there were a reminder that when you leave the house, put gas in the car and stuff like that. So taxonomically, these are not just words. Think about where stuff goes. And if it's causing you stress in that way, don't think that adding more stress is going to make it better. Instead, say taxonomically, like in the world, what do I, when I think about the consequences of this not happening when that bell rings, right? The bell's ringing not to get it done. The bell's ringing to remind me that needs to be done now. What? Where does that need to go and what kind of bell is going to help you get that accomplished? And saliently, in this instance, how will I know the consequences of ignoring that bell? I miss my plane. My kid goes to Child Protective Services. I've made the pasta into goo. Or that job <laughs> interview, I missed the bell and so I didn't know to go to it. I missed the deadline for my project because I thought the word deadline was the same as doing the work, which is not the case. The Prestige! <laughs>